worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Psalms, Psalm 144, beginning at verse 1. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, my loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him, or the son of man that you are mindful of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Bow down your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Flash forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out your arrows and destroy them. Stretch out your hand from above. Rescue me and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of foreigners whose mouth speaks lying words and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to you, O God. On a harp of ten strings, I will sing praises to you. The one who gives salvation to kings, who delivers David, his servant, from the deadly sword. Rescue me and deliver me from the hand of foreigners, whose mouth speaks lying words, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as pillars sculptured in palace style, that our barns may be full, supplying all kinds of produce, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our field, that our oxen may be well laden, that there be no breaking in or going out, that there be no outcry in our streets. Happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Verses 1 through 15, all of Psalm 144. Father, thank you, Lord, for the power of your word, the wisdom, the grace in your word. And thank you, Lord, for the many ways in which your word truly is the most powerful weapon in the whole universe. Thank you for how that you really do train our hands for war and you teach our fingers, you prepare our fingers for battle as well, as your word tells us in Psalm 144. Father, Help us to grow an understanding of the need for us to live life as well-equipped warriors for the battlefield of life. Help us to be wise enough to, uh, to equip ourselves with your word each and every day, filling our hearts and our minds with your word. Help us to be wise enough to seek to be filled afresh with your Holy Spirit every day. And help us to be wise enough to be committed to obeying what you tell us in your word, knowing that obedience in and of itself is a mighty and a powerful weapon as well. Thank you for that opportunity. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace and wisdom that we would be wise believers who are wisely and faithfully and diligently discipling our family and being involved in the great work of making disciples as you've called us to wherever we go. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. Father, we come to you today and we acknowledge that we need your help, Father. We want to be obedient to your word and prepare our minds for action. We want to be a sober-minded people. We want to consistently set our hope fully on the grace 
of Jesus Christ. God, help us to do that. We want to please you more and more in this new year. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We continue this week with our preborn campaign. American Family Radio and the Ministry of Preborn are partnering together to help raise monies for ultrasounds and to help provide free ultrasounds to women to help them and encourage them to choose life. You know, abortion sadly is the leading cause of death in the U.S. and in the world. Over 860,000 abortions are performed in the U.S. annually and over 63 million babies' lives have tragically been ended by abortion since Roe v. Wade in 1973. So as we consider all the tragedies around the tragic reality of abortion, an important question needs to be asked, what can you and I do? Well, a great ministry called Preborn, uh, again, has partnered along with us here at American Family Radio, and we're asking you to partner with us to help moms choose life. Preborn works with hundreds of Christian pregnancy centers across our nation, providing life-saving services, including free ultrasounds for women. The ministry of Preborn is the direct, you might say, the direct competition to Planned Parenthood and Preborn is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the United States. The ultrasound allows the mom to hear her baby's heartbeat and to see the precious life that's inside of her. And when that happens, 80% of the moms that see their ultrasounds choose to keep their babies. We hope that you will get involved. We're uh, inviting you to consider giving a gift of $28, which provides one woman seeking an abortion, a free ultrasound, or... Um, 28 multiplied in whatever number of additional times you wish to do. But we're encouraging you to help us to carry out this very important task. Our goal is to help save at least 3,000 babies through this project. So again, $28 provides one free ultrasound. $140 provides five free ultrasound sessions, reaching five women with the message of life. So whatever you can do is very much appreciated. The number to call to get involved, to give financially, to support this work and help provide free ultrasounds for women, encouraging them to choose life. The number to call is 1-877-616-2396. Again, that's 1-877-616-2396. Or you can go online to AFR.net to give online. Again, that's AFR.net. I hope you will choose to get involved with the great work of support, helping to support the work of preborn. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. My email, once again, is the letter J, jparker at afa.net. Again, that's jparker at afa.net. All the, um, often we encourage believers to uh, email us for discipleship resources prayer tools and resources that help strengthen you in your walk with the Lord, help strengthen your prayer life, strengthen your life as you help to disciple your family. We're glad to provide these resources, and we're honored to get a chance to share them with you. Please email us at jparker at afa.net if you'd like some of those prayer tools or discipleship tools. Our encouragement is that you'll use them for you and your family, but also don't stop there. Please forward them to family members and fellow church members and friends and people that you know, fellow co-workers on the job. These are tools meant to both strengthen you, but also tools to help you and I to 
partner together to do the work, the important work of carrying out the Great Commission to go into all the world and make disciples. Hope that you will get involved. Today, specifically, we're looking at the topic of spiritual warfare and the Christian home. Again, spiritual warfare and the Christian home. And specifically, I want to invite you to look with me in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, a familiar passage. And I want you to keep in mind, too, this is a passage that Though you may be familiar with, it's really helpful to go over this passion often and look at the specific things God tells you to equip yourself with. Because remember this, like it or not, every one of us deal with serious spiritual warfare every day of our lives. And that's a serious reality to consider. Like it or not, you're dealing with serious warfare every day. We live in a world where so many tragedies happen every single day. Well, keep in mind, one of the reasons for that is because in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, the Word of God lets us know, what, amongst other things, what the devil's job description is. And it clearly points out to us, it tells us the thief comes not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. But it goes on to give us the Lord Jesus' job description as well. He tells us, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, so keep in mind, it's important that we know as believers, once we receive Christ as Lord and Savior, we have the Lord Jesus and we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. But it is our job and our responsibility to equip ourselves to be well-equipped warriors on the daily battlefield of life. So again, specifically looking, John 10, verse 10, once again, it says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So in John 10.10, it lays out again, as I mentioned, the the devil's job description and Jesus' job description as well. And keep in mind, it's important for us to embrace and walk in the wisdom and grace of who Jesus is and what he's come to do. And to be bold warriors standing against what Satan is coming to do in the world. So again, Ephesians 6 lays out for us, important insights about spiritual warfare. So I'm going to read Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 4 to begin with, and then verses 10 to 20. But again, we're looking specifically at the topic, spiritual warfare and the Christian home. Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 4 to begin with. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Again, verses 1 through 4, Ephesians 6. Reading them one more time. Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Now, before we read Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20, I want you to keep in mind, these short, four short, short verses deal with a very critically important area of spiritual warfare. That is specifically that of helping our children to come to know the Lord and then helping them to grow up and grow strong in their walk with the Lord. Now, keep in mind, here in Ephesians 6, these first four verses, It contains one of the Ten Commandments. Well, keep in mind, parents, I want to continue to challenge and encourage every single parent listening. 
If you have not memorized personally the Ten Commandments, today would be a wise day for you to do that. But also, very specific, specifically, parents, I'm encouraging you, we're encouraging you, have each of your children to memorize the Ten Commandments as well. And, you know, parents, I would encourage you to keep this very important truth in mind. We're wise parents when we regularly and creatively come up with all kinds of positive incentives for our children to learn spiritual things. Uh, Sometimes paying them money to memorize passages of Scripture or giving them something you know motivates them. Why is that important? Well, because we, throughout life, as parents, often will give incentives to our children for them to, for example, to do well academically, to do things that they really should be doing, things that will help them. Well, parents, there's nothing more important than Jesus and their relationship to Jesus in their lives. So, yes, giving them incentives to to do things that will help them spiritually is a very wise thing. And for parents that make the big mistake of thinking, well, no, you shouldn't pay your children to learn Scripture, to read Scripture. They should do it anyway. That's true. But again, when you give them incentive that you know motivates them, remember there's nothing they need more in the world than Jesus and the Word of God. So I would encourage you to do that. Help your children memorize the Ten Commandments today. And remember, our Ten Commandments project is still going on. If you'd like for your child to earn a free Ten Commandments t-shirt, all they have to do is memorize the Ten Commandments, recite them to you, give us a call here at American Family Radio and ask for me, and just let us know, my son or my daughter has memorized the Ten Commandments. Please send me the free Ten Commandments t-shirt. We're glad to do that. My number is 662-844-5036, extension 381. That is an ongoing project, but keep in mind, parents, Other incentives are wise for us to offer our children incentives that we know will encourage them in in the reading of Scripture, encouraging them in memorizing Scripture, encouraging them in going after things we know are good for them spiritually. So I hope that you'll consider doing that. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we look today at the topic, Spiritual Warfare and the Christian Home. We'll be right back. This is how I fight my battle 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 That's what we're doing tonight it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my
music of Michael W. Smith with Surrounded. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today specifically at the topic spiritual warfare and the Christian home. And one of our foundational passages is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, and then verses 10 to 20. And as we're looking at the first four verses, keep in mind, notice the Initial verse starts out with a command, one of the Ten Commandments, and it's a command to children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may, you may live long on the earth. But parents, keep in mind, if we don't do our part, then it's difficult, very difficult for our children to even obey that command. So it's important for us to teach and train them in the things of God, including teaching and training them to respect our authority. And remember, when a child learns to respect the authority of dad and mom, then they can much more easily learn to respect, obviously, the authority of God. And also, authority figures out in the world as well. On the other hand, when parents fail to teach their children to respect and obey their authority and their words, then many times that same child will grow up to have trouble respecting authority at school and trouble respecting authority out in society and That child literally can have trouble the rest of his or her life if they don't learn how to respect God-ordained authority. So it's important, parents, we we understand that in order for our children, to help our children to follow that command, we need to teach and train them and do our part to teach them to respect our authority. And keep in mind, notice the promise connected to it, it that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Sadly, A child, a young person, a boy or girl could actually cut their life short by being disobedient to parents in any of a number of ways. So it's important that we parents do our part to help our children learn to respect our authority. That's very, very important. Notice verse 4 specifically says, And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord, teaching our children to respect the Lord. Uh, Obviously, our goal is to help lead them to Christ so that they will receive Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. And, you know, many a child have received Christ at home under the guidance and direction of their parents and their parents ministering to them. Sometimes they may receive Christ at church. That's great and fine. But the important thing is they, they receive Christ wherever they make that step. But also, it's important that we as parents are really doing our part to really faithfully and diligently disciple them. I pretty regularly encourage parents to start the habit of re- having their children to read three chapters in the Word of God out loud to them every day. And now again, often parents may sometimes say, well, uh, I, assign, I told my son or daughter, go to his or her room and read their Bible. Well, praise the Lord, that's, that's a good assignment, but keep in mind, sometimes children will do what their parents tell them, and sometimes they don't. So parents, the sad reality is sometimes children may lie to their parents and tell them they did it when they didn't. But parents, when you have your child read out loud to you, you know they did it. And the fact is, as they read it to you, it'll bless and edify you as well. So I would encourage you to have the habit of having them to read the Word of God out loud to you. And parents, let me say this too. A really neat exercise for you to do sometime is go through the book of Proverbs and read the first verse. Notice how many of them start out with the words, my son. That's a powerful thing to consider. And it was basically a parent that sat down to talk to their child about life and the things of God. 
I think of this specifically in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1. Notice this specifically here, but Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 says, My son, hear the instruction of your father. Again, that's Proverbs 1, 8. My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you. Proverbs chapter 3. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. Proverbs chapter 4. Hear my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. Proverbs chapter 5. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Proverbs chapter 6. My son, if you become surety for your friend. Proverbs chapter 7. My son, keep my words. So a major theme in the book of Proverbs is one where God is teaching us that parents are taking the time to teach their child and children about life and the issues of life, the important concerns of life. And, of course, the book of Proverbs is a wonderful book to have our children read on a regular basis. So if they read it out loud, and then sometimes parents were wise to ask them the question, share with me one or two things, maybe two or three things that you picked up from what you just read, and talk with them about it. Now, let me say this very clearly. Parents, this is going to involve turning off a lot of the electronic stuff. Sometimes you have to have, you have to put down the cell phone, turn off the TV, turn off the MP3 player, turn off the, uh, all, all the electronic gadgets, turn off the, the video games, and sit down and have them to read the Word of God and talk about the Word of God as well. Now, again, parents, we're wise to come up with and, ask, and you know, we're wise to ask the Lord to give us wisdom and creative ways to give our children incentives. But let me, let me explain why that's so important. On the, one high, on the one hand, many a child will try to think of, well, the devil will persuade the child to think of reading Scripture is a burden or it's something they don't particularly want to do. But on the other hand, if a parent says, well, when you finish doing this, I'll do such and such a thing for you. Well, on, that can quickly turn what the child may in his or her mind think of as a drudgery or a burden into something they want to get done because they're wanting the prize on the other side. Again, parents, I want to emphasize it's important that we just simply use the wisdom of the Spirit of God in learning how to encourage our children in spiritual things. So having them to read Proverbs is a very wise thing. And parents, let me say this very clearly too. I'm not sure pastorally how many times I've heard parents that when I mention the idea of them having them to read three chapters out loud, a parent may respond, respond, oh, that's so much. Let me explain very clearly and seriously and sincerely to every parent listening. Keep in mind, your child basically is consuming something or another most all day long. Many a child spend literally hours playing video games, or maybe hours scrolling on their phone, or hours on the Internet. And the fact is, keep in mind, parents, wise parents will, all, will seek to monitor uh, ask, and seek God's wisdom in monitoring what their children consume, however they consume it. So certainly parents should just decide certain video games their children can never play because some of them are bad for our children. But also, we should decide there are certain kinds of movies that you won't show in your home. The fact is there are many a movie in our culture today that are demonically inspired. They have demonic and wicked themes, witchcraft and all sorts of things. And the fact is, again, keep in mind, whether we understand this or not, everything is spiritual. 
everything is spiritual. And so it has a spiritual foundation to it as well. One of the ways whereby the devil gets influence and access into many hearts, minds, and homes is through families or individuals in a family that watch things they really shouldn't watch. I think of this, that there are lots of scary movies that sometimes people, they like that kind of movie. Well, the fact is many scary movies that you watch are demonically inspired and inhabited with demonic influence. And many people have opened their lives and their minds and their hearts up to demonic influence and oppression through movies and through media that has wicked and dark things in it and behind it. That's nothing to play with. So it's important, parents, that yes, you monitor what your children, what you and your family consume, and you're wise to decide that you don't ever want to watch those scary movies, uh, movies that have all sorts of dark themes behind them, because yes, it opens your life up to demonic influence and demonic attack in some cases. There are many people that are driven largely by fear, and some of it has derived from them watching movies that are full of scary and fearful themes and realities and issues. So it's important, yes, you monitor what you allow your children and what you parents, dad and mom, what you consume as well. So letting the Word of God be an important guide for us as individual believers is so important, but also parents, having our children to read the Word of God out loud to us as well is so important as well. Looking back once again in Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, picking, picking up at verse verse 10, and, and keep in mind, this is such a powerful passage for us as believers to read and meditate on. Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts, of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Now notice these verses, verses 10 to 20. They speak of putting on the full armor of God. Now, to every believer listening, I would encourage you to please take time to go back and really spend time reading and meditating on this passage over and over again. There's so much wisdom, so much power, so much grace to help equip you to be a well-equipped warrior for the battlefields of life every single day. Note some of the specific things it points out. Verse 14 says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, time and time again, in one form or another, the passages allude to truth or the word of God or something related. Why? 
you and I as believers, it's critical, it's very important that we fill our, we seek to fill our hearts and our minds with the Word of God. You know, I regularly encourage believers to set a goal of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day. But remember this, if you decide that's not enough for you, you want to do more, great, wonderful, because the fact is you can't overconsume the Word of God. You can't eat too much. It'll only bless you more, encourage you more, strengthen you more, and bless your life more. The Bible is like a bottle of grace, and it's as if God asks the question every day, how much do you want? The more you consume the Word of God, the stronger you become spiritually, the more you grow in your walk with the Lord as well. Parents, one of the reasons why we should have our children read is because, remember, the Word of God ministers to his or her mind, body, and spirit. That's what it does for all of us. So we're wise to fill our lives with the Word of God. So parents, we're wise to read and meditate on it, obviously ourselves, and then to have our children to read it as well. But also, I've mentioned before, but I want to remind you, remember, there are at least seven different ways we can use God's Word every single day. We can read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, pray it, meditate on it, and obey it. All of those are important. They're all related. None are quite the same thing, you know, because you can read the Word of God, but not really hear the Word of God. You can meditate on the Word of God, but sometimes not choose to pray the Word of God. Well, all seven ways of using God's Word are fruitful. We're wise to use it every single day. And, you know, I think of, for example, I encourage believers to pray Psalm 91 every single day. Why is that important? Because remember this, amongst other things, the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. The most powerful weapon in the universe is the Word of God. And, of course, the Word of God is God. The Word of God is Jesus. But as we learn to use the Word of God in our lives, we allow the power of the weapon of God's Word to work on our behalf, to work in us and through us. So it's so important that we learn to do that. Father, thank you for your Word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to read and meditate on your Word daily. Thank you for the opportunity for us to pray your Word each and every day as well. Thank you. What a blessing it is to be able to do that. Help us, Lord, to discern the importance of putting your word to work in our lives mightily and help us to discern the importance of helping our helping to teach and train our children put, to put your word to work in our lives as well. Help us to be wise enough to pray, song, pray scriptures like Psalm 91 every day and thus receive the blessed protection and strength and, and shielding that comes as we put a weapon like that to work in our lives each and every day. We thank you, Lord. And we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. As we're looking today at the topic, Spiritual Warfare and the Christian Home. We'll be right back. Give us our debts 
simply entitled The Prayer. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic spiritual warfare and the Christian home. And we're encouraging you as a believer I was speaking of before the break. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 20 is a powerful passage that has a lot of wisdom to teach all of us. I would challenge and encourage you to read and meditate on it often. In fact, if not daily, because it has wisdom to help you be a better equipped warrior on the battlefields of life every day of your life. I'm going to read the passage one more time. Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. That was verses 10 through 17, and we'll just we'll stop there. But keep in mind, the whole pass, the whole 10 verses are very important and wise verses to read and meditate on. Now note too, it refers to the word of God as being the sword of the Spirit. As I mentioned, the most powerful weapon in the universe is the word of God. We as believers are wise to fill our hearts and minds with the Word daily. But I want to emphasize this too. Praying the Word of God, such as with Psalm 91, is wise to do every day. And remember, Psalm 91 is a wonderful and a powerful weapon for divine protection. And we're wise to pray it every single day. Psalm 23 is a short passage. But amongst other things, Psalm 23 too is a weapon. We're wise to speak and stand on the promises of Psalm 23 every day. Literally, you're wise to speak the words of Psalm 23 several times during the day to put the the weapon of Psalm 23 to work on your behalf. Remember this, angels are listening to your words all the time. As we stand on the promises of God's word and speak those promises, many times our speaking those promises commission the angels of God to go bring to pass 
that promise or promises you're standing on as you speak them and stand on them. On the other hand, if you don't make it a a goal to regularly speak the word of God and stand on those promises, there are many ways, many blessings you'll just simply miss. Because one of the ways whereby you, you wield the sword of the spirit, one of the ways you use it in battle and in spiritual warfare is speaking the word of God. The the spoken word of God, script the the uh, the word the Greek word is Rhema, and it's important to understand we're to speak God's word often. We're to speak it regularly throughout the day. So I would encourage you to make it a goal to do that every single day. I'm going to take time now to pray Psalm 91. And keep in mind too, if you'd like to get a copy of a prayer based on Psalm 91, email us at jparker at afa.net. We'd be glad to get it to you. And our encouragement is that you and your family memorize uh, Psalm 91 and the prayer based on Psalm 91 and pray it absolutely every day and learn to stand on it, believing that we serve a God that can protect us in a world that's so, so dangerous. But God is more than able to protect us. So what's important for us is for us to stand on it and to stand on his promises every single day. Let's take time now to pray Psalm 91. Father, thank you for all of our listeners and all those that are part of our those that we've mentioned specifically this morning as well, Father. Today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today we say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler's snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high our habitation. No evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against the stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot. Because we have set our love upon you, therefore you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us with long life. You satisfy us and show us your salvation. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Again, you are wise to pray that prayer every day because remember, in this crazy, dangerous world we live in, no one can protect you like God can. So praying it every day is just a wise and strategic thing to do. And so parents can keep this truth in mind as well. You've probably heard this saying before that the best defense is an offense. Well, that's certainly true when it comes to spiritual things. And in fact, keep in mind, one of the great ways whereby we as believers are called to live our lives is one of simply obedience. To live diligently to obey what God calls us to do. And did you know a life of great obedience is a huge life of being on offense in the kingdom of God every single day? Simply doing what God told us to do, seeking to diligently discern. When you read a passage of Scripture, ask yourself the question, what are the commands in that passage? And then make it your goal to put them into practice, to live them in your lives. That all by itself is a tremendous way to live on spiritual offense all the time, obeying you and your family obeying what the word, the word of God calls us to do. 
So parents, give your sons and daughters an incentive. Pay them something if need be to memorize Psalm 91 and have them to pray it every single day. Again, God may very well use that wonderful instrument of Psalm 91 to save your child's life one day or maybe the lives of the whole family. So there's power, great power that is at work when we pray and stand on a great psalm like Psalm 91. Now, in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy chapter 6 specifically, it tells us, verses 1 through 9, tells us these words. Now, this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Reading verse 9 one more time. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now, this passage is full of wisdom and insight for the Christian family. But amongst other things, it's encouraging us to be diligent as parents, to teach and train our children, and, our, and when we have opportunity, our grandchildren, to know the Word of God, to read the Word of God, to live the Word of God as well. It even talks about how you decorate your home. Notice what verse 9 specifically says. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That talks about even decorating your home with the Word of God, pictures and plaques that depict the Word of God, things that you can look at and just simply read God's Word on, artwork. Why not? Because remember, the Word of God is God. And God has wisdom and grace to impart to us every time we listen to and read the Word of God. So even de- even uh, Deuteronomy 6, verses 1 through 9, teaches and encourages us to decorate our homes with the Word of God. Again, the best defense is an offense. Let us be diligent as dads and moms and parents to teach and train our children to read the Word of God. And parents, remember, we need to have the just be full of the Word of God ourselves so that we can pass it on and pass on that wisdom to our children as well. Dads and moms, pray daily with one another. Pray daily with you and, and your children. Pray, Bring the family together every single day to pray. For example, Psalm 91, to pray the Lord's Prayer. Uh, keep in mind, one of the prayer tools we provide is called Kingdom Prayers. It has 10 Bible-based prayers. We're glad to email this to you, and it's a great tool for you to use for you and your family. Just email us at jparker at afa.net. But it includes prayers such as Psalm 91, the prayer of Jabez, the Lord's Prayer, a number of prayers based on or that are drawn straight from the Word of God, praying the Ten Commandments every day. All of these are edifying and very encouraging prayers where wise to pray. And parents, again, 
Give your children incentive to memorize them so that they can lead the family in praying the Ten Commandments or praying the Lord's Prayer. Giving them incentive is a good and a wise thing for us as parents to do. Father, thank you for every dad and mom listening. Father, anoint each of us with a fresh anointing of wisdom, grace, creativity, and insight. Help us to be wise enough to make it a high priority to really spend time with our families, having our families to read the Word of God together, encouraging the children to read the Word, uh, talking about the wisdom of the Word of God, praying with and for one another as well. Lord, again, help us to live spiritually on offense all the time in the kingdom of God. And help us to use the uh, the whole matter of being on offense as the defense that we will use in life as well. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, we've been looking at the topic, spiritual warfare and the Christian home. In these last few moments, if you're listening today and you're not sure if you're saved or you know you're not saved, but you know you want to make that step and ask Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior. Today is a wonderful day, a great day to get saved. Would you simply pray this prayer with me if you'd like to make that step and receive Christ and be saved today or recommit your heart? Would you pray this prayer with us? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world a long time ago You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. I've done wrong in so many ways, Lord. I repent and turn from all that wrong. Forgive me, Lord, for the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come anew into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. Help me to follow you in every area of my life. You said in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my entire life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to hear from you. My email is jparker at afa.net. Again, that's jparker at afa.net. We hope to hear from you. We'd like to share with you some literature and some encouraging insights through resources we have to help you grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Or if you're wanting some of the prayer tools that we provide, we're glad to send them. Again, same email, jparker, letter jparker at afa.net jparker at afa.net please do get them for you and your family for discipleship and share them forward them on to others family members friends co-workers fellow church members let's work together to do the work of carrying out the great commission thanks for listening join us again next time for the hour of intercession The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.